Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Here is your host, Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof, a nationally recognized health educator, author of the award-winning book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, and creator of the Talk Puberty app. And welcome to episode 104, which is the trivia game for the spring slash summer 2023 season. So it's so exciting. I have over 100 episodes of the Puberty Prof podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. So welcome to the Puberty Prof podcast. And what this episode is going to be is a review of the past 12 episodes in which I'll be asking 13 questions. They'll either be true false questions or multiple guess, as I like to say. So feel free to play as a family, to play with friends. You can be any age and play this game. And what I'll do is I'll ask each question one at a time. I'll pause, I'll actually ask the question twice. I'll pause. And then I'll go over the answer. So you ready to begin? Let's go with question number one. Oh, by the way, this trivia game is reviewing episodes 92 to 103. I still can't believe there's a hundred, over a hundred episodes of the Puberty Prof podcast. I'm so excited about that. So proud. So thankful for the listeners for listening in for a hundred episodes. Okay, so question number one of this trivia game is an example of a menstrual product is A, a pad, B, a tampon, C, menstrual underwear, D, the diva cup, or E, all answers are correct. Question number one, an example of a menstrual product is A, a pad, B, a tampon, C, menstrual underwear, D, the diva cup, or E, all answers are correct. And the correct answer is E, all answers are correct. A lot of us are used to hearing about pads and tampons. Even the Diva Cup has gotten more popular. Regarding the menstrual underwear, I know I had an episode or two where it was referred to. And uh, I remember Margot, we both talked about how we've never used it, but I recently had a college student uh, use one because I had gotten a couple of samples and I asked for a volunteer if she wanted to try it out. And she reported back to me that she she wore a white outfit and she wore the underwear um, because she had her period, but she wore it with a tampon and she felt more comfortable and more protected wearing a white like pair of pants. And she felt that next time she was going to just try it without the tampon. So she was happy. She was comfortable in the underwear and she was feeling more confident about having a period and wearing white clothing. So, uh, okay. Number two, question number two, sperm and semen are the same thing. True or false sperm and semen are the same thing. True or false. And the answer is false. Dr. Ryan Fisk, he was on 
um, two episodes and we talked about that there is a difference. Sperm is what's needed to fertilize an egg and semen is a whole bunch of fluids that go through the reproductive system most males have and that includes sperm. So sperm is part of semen. So they are not the same thing. Question number three. Comparing oneself to others, for example, the size of body parts is healthy, true or false? Comparing oneself to others, for example, the size of body parts is healthy, true or false? And the correct answer is false. Please, 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 if you're a young person listening in, actually for everybody listening in, please accept your body size. You know, we all have different body sizes. We all, like when you're going through puberty, yes, some kids are gonna have like faster growth than others. Some might get taller, they might be wider. That's part of who we are and we need to embrace that. Dr. Fisk was very passionate about that. You know, like accept who you are, accept your body. So please, please don't compare yourself to others. Number four. Budding is usually the first occurrence when developing breasts. True or false? Budding is usually the first occurrence when developing breasts. True or false? And the correct answer is true. Budding actually, it's that nipple area that starts protruding from the chest area. And for when this happens, some young people would say it feels a little itchy, itchy, might be a little sore. So if a young person's concerned or if you're concerned about that young person, go to your medical professional and ask about that. But that's part of budding. And we want to make sure that children feel comfortable when this happens. But that's the first part of developing breasts. Now, going to question number five, it is what is false about breasts? So the question is, what is false about breasts? Answer A. Breasts have lobes or lobules and ducts, D-U-C-T, in them. B, bigger breasts are better breasts. C, breasts can feel sore and or tender before a period. Or D, are all answers are false. So question number five, what is false about breasts? A, breasts have lobes and ducts, D-U-C-T, in them. B, bigger breasts are better breasts. C, breasts can feel sore and or tender before a period. Or D, all answers are false. The correct answer is B. The whole thing, what I said before when Dr. Fisk was on the podcast about stop comparing ourselves to others, bigger breasts are not necessarily better. They're bigger. That's it. Uh, there's pros and cons for the size of breasts. So just recognize if you have smaller breasts, that's great. They're actually pretty sensitive. That's, I was told once that there's the same number of nerve endings in the breast area, about the same for people. So smaller breasts can potentially be a little bit more sensitive perhaps than people with bigger breasts, but sometimes people are sensitive in certain areas. So just realize bigger does not mean better. What is true about breasts is that there are lobes and ducts in them. If you watch the episode with Megan, she had a visual of actual grapes um, 
that were still connected with one another and that represented like how it would be in the breast area. And that breast can feel sore or tender before a period. Yeah, that happens. Sometimes before, right before the period, some people choose to wear two sports bras to hold their breasts a little bit more um, steady as they're doing athletic events uh, because they are so sore at times. Usually the soreness goes away in a couple of minutes if you're um, moving around, um, but you can talk to a medical professional if you have breasts that are sore for a longer period of time. Question number six, and this goes to Jen Mead, who is a guest. Uh, effective verbal communication includes choosing words carefully, ensuring positive tone is used, and demonstrating effective body language. True or false? Effective verbal communication includes choosing words carefully, ensuring positive tone is used, and demonstrating effective body language. True or false? And the answer is true. Effective communication is actually my favorite standard out there for health education. And Jen and I talked about the aspects of how do we communicate as best as possible when we're with somebody um, and yet choosing your words carefully, which would mean slowing down, taking a pause, using positive tone, and then making sure your body language is positive, not closed off, but open. Question number seven, a complete I statement or an I feel statement includes which of the following parts? A, I feel blank, B, when blank, C, because blank, D, I need slash want blank, or E, all of the above. A complete I feel statement includes which of the following parts? A, I feel blank, put in a feeling word, I feel sad. B, when blank, when you take my scissors without asking. C, because blank, because I need my scissors in my drawer. D, I need slash want blank. I need you to put the scissors back after you're done using them or E, all of the above? And the correct answer is all of the above. So a complete I statement for that example of the scissors is I feel upset, angry, annoyed when my scissors are taken from my draw and not put back because I need them in the draw. When I, I, I need them, it's convenient for me. So I need whoever's going to borrow the scissors to put them back in the draw once they're done. So that's a complete I feel statement. And thank you again, Jen Mead, for being on those episodes talking about effective communication. Number eight, helicopter parenting and snow plowing parenting are healthy parenting techniques. True or false? Helicopter parenting and snow plowing parenting are healthy parenting techniques. True or false? And the correct answer is false. And that was from the conversation of author Cindy Mucknick, who wrote Parent Compass, Compass, that's the word I keep on messing up on. Uh, but we talked about helicopter parenting and snow plowing. Parenting is basically when a parent or guardian comes in when there's an issue with a challenge, uh, issue with a, a child, 
they have a challenge and they basically resolve it or try to pave the way for the child so they don't have challenges. What we need to do is to help young people learn how to resolve issues in their life, not just make sure they never have any issues because that's not life. We always have something that comes up that we have to figure out. So we need to provide young people the tools to do that. Number nine, and this is with Dr. Irene Cucina. What does advocacy mean as the term relates to growing up? What does advocacy mean as the term relates to growing up? A, speaking up for oneself. B, persuading others to adopt healthy behaviors. C, both answers are correct. Or D, no answers are correct. The question again is, what does advocacy mean as the term relates to growing up? A, speaking up for oneself. B, persuading others to adopt healthy behaviors. C, both answers are correct. Or D, no answers are correct. And the correct answer is C, where when we advocate, we speak up for oneself, ourselves, and then we can also persuade others to adopt healthy behaviors. So like, oh yeah, it's a great idea to floss every day. It's actually, you can get different flavors of floss. It can be fun. That's me advocating for people to floss. Question number 10, planning and goal setting are the same thing, true or false? Planning and goal setting are the same thing, true or false? And that was with Miss Jackie Dipsinski, Dipsinski, and the answer is false. Goal setting is when we are very specific about what we want to achieve and planning is the road to get there. So they're, they're similar, but they're not the same thing. They work with one another, which goes into question 11. What is an aspect of SMART goals? And Ms. Jack, Jackie Dipsinski explained this. Okay, so what is an aspect of SMART goals? A, specific, B, measurable and meaningful, C, attainable, D, realistic, and E, timely. What is an aspect of SMART goals? That's question 11. A, that it's specific, B, measurable, C, attainable, D, realistic, E, timely. And the correct answer is all are aspects of SMART goals. The specific stands for the S, measurable M, attainable A, realistic R, timely T. M can also stand for meaningful, so we can have SMART goals. Question 12, there are healthy ways to transform conflict into cooperation in our households, according to Cynthia Klein, true or false? There are healthy ways to transform conflict into cooperation in our households, according to Cynthia Klein, true or false? And the correct answer is true. So Cynthia talked about, and if you go to that episode, she has a link where you can even download some things and connect with her as she's on the West Coast. But she talked about how we're going to have conflicts in the household. So how can we all cooperate with one another? It's kind of like instead of reacting so quickly, we have to take a pause, which isn't always easy to do. So it's practice. We have to practice these things as I take a, a heavy sigh. 
Question 13. Items that help parents and other caregivers talk with young people about puberty and other age-appropriate topics are A, the Talk Puberty app, B, the award-winning book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, C, the Puberty Chit Chat Cards, or D, all are correct. Again, number 13 is items that help parents and other caregivers talk with young people about puberty and other age-appropriate topics are A, the Talk Puberty app, B, the book titled Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, C, the Puberty Chit Chat Cards, or D, all the correct. And the correct answer is they're all correct. So the Talk Puberty app, that's the one I, I had referred to on the mini episode. Very simple app, has different sections, such a great tool. Like you sit down with a young person, you can put it on an iPad and you can go over questions. The questions on there and there's simple age appropriate answers to them too. It leads to other questions and other discussions. It's, it's such a great app. Um, the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty, um, has over 500 questions young people ask. Uh, about growing up. And then the Puberty Chit Chat cards are actually in the back of that book, or you can purchase them at pubertyprof.com. So those are available. So those are all items that you can use to have stronger conversations with within families, with young people, if you're an educator. So that was question number 13. Uh, and so... I thank you. That concludes the trivia game of uh, spring, summer, 2023. I thank you so much for listening in and continuing to be a supporter of the Puberty Prof podcast. And I, um, yeah, I wish you well, and I hope you have a happy and healthy day. Thank you for listening to the Puberty Prof podcast where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also follow The Puberty Prof on Twitter or Instagram. The Puberty Prof, Lori Reichel, wants to hear from you. Go to pubertyprof.com or click on the link in this episode's description. There you can find more information, as well as ask questions to be answered by the Puberty Prof in a future episode. That's pubertyprof.com. Also, remember to check out the Talk Puberty app and the book, Common Questions Children Ask About Puberty. Until next time, this is the Puberty Prof Podcast, where information and tools are shared to help you have conversations about puberty and other growing up topics.